everyone, welcome back to Two Pills in a Pot. My name is Candice. And I'm Jessica. And today, we have a very special guest with us. Um, we have one of our friends, Michelle, um, who is joining us on the podcast today. Uh, say hi, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Michelle is one of our very first friends who is now a mommy to a very cute baby. And so we just thought um, we should ask her to come on the podcast to share her stories of how she got pregnant, her childbirth story. And um, in the next episode, we will talk more about what it's like to be a mom for the very first time. So I guess we'll start with how we got to know each other. So how did you and Jess meet? I actually can't remember. Well, <laughs> Jessica and Candace. well, we are all in the same university. Mm-hmm. We all did pharmacy, so surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. <laughs> Jessica is actually a year above me, so I actually met Jessica in the peer mentor scheme. Right, yeah. Um, but yes, both both of them, like Jessica and Candace, both of them were mentors. Yep. When I was the so mentee wise. there. Yeah. Yep. And they're always, always talking in front of the class. They're always in charge of something. Mm -hmm. I always think that they're both so charismatic. Um, I think that's why they're so good at doing this, (laughs) podcasting their thoughts and life. But yeah, um, I knew um, both Jessica and Candice from university Mm -hmm. because we're both doing the same course. Um, Yeah, but I met Jessica first in the um, peer mentoring peer mentor mm-hmm. yeah peer mentoring yeah. scheme that's I how I'm, i knew her i think like, the first time i met you was like at a party halloween yeah, i met candace no. i met candace you know, from a house party yeah in my flat yeah after a few days of arriving in belfast yeah i, I don't even know how i ended up there um and then <laughs> michelle was kind of like eh, hi eh what do you study? Or I don't talk like, like that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, like at the, I think it was like towards the end of the the night or something. And then because I remember very clearly, you're like, oh, hi, I'm Michelle. And what do you study? And all that. I was like, pharmacy. And then I don't know what we said, but then she was like, yeah, let's grab lunch sometimes. So I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, What's okay. the, where's okay. the American accent come from? <laughs> No, she was like, let's get lunch sometimes. And I was like, mm, sure. I thought I would never see you again, but then, lo and behold. <laughs> so but funny. yeah, people people used to say that we, Candace and I look so much alike. Yeah. But we don't really see it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't well, see not it. anymore. But yeah, I met Candace from a party and I met Jessica from the peer mentor scheme. And how do you meet your husband? <laughs> it it was an app where you meet people. Okay. <laughs> what was it called again? <laughs> Something. Something that starts with a T. <laughs> yeah, we, we met from Tinder. Um, well, we're both very lucky because we met each other on what some people refer to as a hookup app. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, our relationship lasted and here we are. Happily married and blessed with a wonderful boy. So uh, we're both lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you guys are married now. So how long did you guys um, date before he popped the question? I think it was two years. 
Well, when we were approaching the two years mark, I was constantly asking Jordan. Really? When are we gonna get engaged? When are we gonna get engaged? When are you gonna pop the question? When am I getting the ring? <laughs> Just to mess with him. <laughs> but obviously, when when he proposed, I was so nervous because I was like, "Oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting this." Because I was just messing around with him, but yeah, it was two years. So we met in September twenty nineteen. No, twenty sixteen. And... No. Oh my goodness, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, that's a long time ago. That's like six years ago. Was it twenty sixteen? No, because I met Nat in twenty sixteen, and you dated Jordan first, so it's definitely twenty sixteen. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle. Oh my goodness. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think Candice is right. Yeah, so 2016. <laughs> oh my goodness, I don't remember this. That's six what years ago. 2016. 2019 was when we got married. That's why I remember that year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so 2016 was when I met um, Jordan. Then. then we became boyfriend and girlfriend in the 24th of September that year. Oh. Yeah, okay. so it was after three weeks and then i think he popped the question i don't even remember when he popped the question but yeah maybe 2018 because i'm so bad with years (laughs) (laughs) jordan's better at this so (laughs) ask him not me (laughs) so did you guys ever have any conversation about about having children how you plan to have children in the future um, yes, we both always wanted children. I wanted two, Jordan wanted four, so we compromised and we came into agreement that we'll have three, but we'll see. Yeah, two, <laughs> two more to go. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see, okay? So, <laughs> yes, um, the plan was to have um, a child after our honeymoon. Because our honeymoon was going to be in Japan. And see, we were supposed... Well, we got married in summer 2019. So we were going for our honeymoon the following year, which is March 2020. Our honeymoon was going to be in Japan. And no way, I'm not going to have sushi or raw fish while I was in Japan. So we decided to hold off until after our honeymoon. But in the end... Because of COVID, um, our honeymoon got cancelled at the very last minute. Yes, it was very devastating, but life goes on. So we tried to have a baby not too long after I was pregnant. So I would say I got pregnant roughly a month after we were trying. So we weren't trying that long. And the plan was to have a baby right after our honeymoon. So we didn't try too long to have a baby like because when we planned to have a child it was right after our honeymoon but because our honeymoon didn't happen so we tried after i would say after um um summer 2020 Mm. and not too long after i was pregnant so i would roughly say give and take it was roughly about a month after we were trying i got pregnant did you guys use like any app or like track it or how did you you know when you say you're trying 
what did you do differently? Obviously, we know like the technical bit of it, but like, is there any <laughs> other things that you do? Technical bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do a dance before. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, we we didn't actually. I wasn't even tracking anything, or you know, just to see like, oh, I am ovulating now, or I didn't actually use any method. It was just natural like just whenever we feel like it okay then we'll try it now okay so it wasn't like really planned out properly because mm-hmm. if it re- happens yeah. then it happens yeah i would say we were very lucky not everybody will have will be able to conceive a baby that easily mm-hmm. yeah no i mean like if you're young and like you're not you don't have any you know medical condition i think it's pretty not straightforward. I would say like natural to conceive a baby. I guess I don't know. But sometimes it's not easy as well. Mm. I really yeah yeah depends if like um if any of you have issues with yeah. your health then yeah it's harder to conceive. Mm. There'll be problems. But sometimes even if you conceive a baby, does not necessarily mean that it will be there. Yeah. Because you know mishap can happen anything can happen really yeah yeah so yeah yeah that's why people kind of keep it really quiet until about the 12 week mark isn't it before they tell people Mm. that they're pregnant i think you can be completely healthy no pre-medical condition but then you can be trying for like months and months and months and nothing happened and then only when you go for like fertility check you find out you know there's like something that is not yeah, there's not hundred percent there. So I think it is it is very lucky for you guys to have it within a month. So how did you find out you were pregnant? Is there like telltale sign, physical or like mood swings or whatever? <laughs> I don't know, I have mood swings every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um the thing is I was actually going out to have dinner with my friends i wanted to drink that night i wanted espresso martini but yeah my husband suggested that i should you know take a pregnancy test just be before leaving the house because we've been trying so just in case i did pee on the pregnancy test but the pregnancy test that i had at home was a cheap one i think it was only like 2.99 from the pharmacy it was a crappy one so like um don't know if you know but yes single line on the pregnancy test means you're not pregnant and double line means you're pregnant so i peed on the stick but what do you know the um, double lines appeared but the second line was quite faint okay but we were in a hurry so we left it and i did not have any drinks that night and then my friend asked me, she's like, um, why are you not having drinks? Are you, are you pregnant? And I, I replied <laughs> nervously. I was like, ah, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> but like later that night, um, we went to the corner shop. I bought um, a clear blue pregnancy test and found out I was two to three weeks pregnant. But if you haven't seen ads for Clear Blue, which was all over YouTube like three years ago, it was it's a pregnancy test that tells you how many weeks 
you're pregnant. So yeah, it was crazy because yeah, it turns out I was two to three weeks pregnant already, which I didn't know obviously. Yeah. How did no, how did you feel about I it? I didn't feel any different. I I think because the excitement was all gone because I did that um, cheap pregnancy test before we went out for dinner, and then we were rushing as well because we were rushing to go out for dinner. So I was like, um, "Am I pregnant? Am I not? Am I?" So I feel like the um, excitement wore off a bit when I found out I was two to three weeks pregnant because I was like, yeah, there's a high possibility I'm pregnant now. So it was, it's quite different, I guess, from from other people's like experience, mm-hmm. um, from peeing on a stick, you know, because they find it out right away, whereas mine was like um, 50-50. So <laughs> yeah, it was quite, quite bizarre, I would say. And how did, how did Jordan react about it? Was he like, oh, I'm going to be a dad? <laughs> the, the funny thing was, a few days before that, um, I actually pranked him. Because I think it was... You pranked him? A few days. Yeah, a few days or a few weeks. Because it was um, around April Fool time. April Fool's Day. So I pranked him. <laughs> I peed on the stick. <laughs> and then I... I, I I wrapped it in tissue. I'm like, um, Jordan, do you want to see? I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> and then he didn't even look at the stick. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a dad. And, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, this is too evil. I cannot keep going yeah, on with this. <laughs> that is very but evil. after that, he was so upset. But whenever I pee on the stick, I think he like, he doesn't trust me anymore, so he stands by the door while I pee on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was he was happy. He was excited at the same time. He was like he couldn't really believe it because you know it finally happened. You know after the last time I pranked him, but yeah, um, because the number of times I pee on the stick was negative, negative, and then this time it was positive. So I think he was yeah very very happy at that time. Who did you guys tell first then? Did you tell anyone or did you wait until after the 12 weeks? So the thing is, when I found out I was pregnant from the from peeing on the stick, I then um, called my surgery the next day. I rang the surgery and I told them, oh, I think I'm pregnant. So then they were like, okay, I'm going to refer you to this doctor and then I'm going to set up an appointment for your um scan and everything so it'll be on the 12th week that's when they did the ultra scan and everything so we didn't actually tell anybody until we did the scan because you know Mm. um yes just because like i peed on the stick and yes it's positive but at the same time you're like "Mm, i don't see it you know so i didn't really want to say it to anyone yet and also because people don't really announce before the 12th week because before the 12th week is when um, you have a higher risk of miscarriage. Mm. So I just want to wait till everything's stable. And then when we went for the scan, um, I remember it was a Wednesday. So that night we asked Jordan's parents, sister and brother to come down for um, a dinner in the restaurant. So then we 
re um, put like um, the pictures of the sonogram <gasps> in an envelope. Oh! But at the same time, I put um, papers, like just random papers from work, just to make the envelope really thick. And then Jordan's parents knew we went to the mortgage advisor in the morning, but they didn't know that I went for the scan in the afternoon. So during dinner time, I passed um, Jordan's dad the envelope because he thought it was, you know, mortgage stuff about the boring stuff. So then he took out the paper and then he realized that's not a mortgage. So he put it back in and then he grabbed the um, sonogram. <gasps> but then it didn't occur to him that's the sonogram. He just oh, took the sonogram up and then he put the sonogram back in because he's like, what's this? I'm looking for the mortgage stuff. <laughs> and then he kept... He kept taking out the sonogram and putting it back in the envelope again over and over because he's like, where's the mortgage stuff? And then um, Jordan's sister, who was sitting next to Jordan's dad, um, saw the sonogram when Jordan's dad lifted it up and then she screamed. She's like, oh my goodness, you're pregnant! You're pregnant! <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when Jordan's dad like realized, oh, okay. <laughs> It's like a picture of the sonogram. But yeah, so I told um, Jordan's parents first and his siblings. Mm. And then um, the next day, I FaceTimed my parents. Oh my god. Um, How did you break the news to your parents? Like, how did they react? (laughs) Do they know that you're trying or? Yes. Oh, so the thing was, I actually did tell my sister before the 12th week. Mm. Right. That's the only person I told um, before the 12th week. Um, because my sister was also pregnant at the same time. So her baby was, um, a month older than Lucas, Mm -hmm. but anyways, like, so she knew about my pregnancy and my parents obviously knew about my sister's pregnancy. So then, um, my sister said, you know what, I'm just gonna set up the group call. Just gonna tell them it's about my appointment. So it was my sister's baby appointment. So my parents didn't expect this at all. And then when I, when we were all on the FaceTime group call, I told my parents, um, actually, I'm pregnant. And then they were like, I think they were just like shocked because they thought that group call was about my sister's baby's appointment. Mm-hmm. And then they looked at me, they're like, what? And then I said, yeah, I'm pregnant. I am pregnant. And then I showed them pictures of the sonogram. They're like, is that Leland's baby? I'm like, why would I have Leland's baby sonogram? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so my, my, my parents' reaction, my mom's reaction is like, what? Why? Why are you pregnant too? Why do you guys have to do everything at the same time? <laughs> Double the trouble. Yeah. I was like, gee, thanks. thanks." That's not what I was expecting. (laughs) So, yeah. But after that, they were happy. They were like, oh, that's good. That's good. Everybody's pregnant. (laughs) But my mom's like, next time, plan properly. Don't do it the same time. (laughs) But, yeah. But what's wrong with doing it the same time? I don't know. My mom just... And your sister is all the way in the US, so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the problem. Like, if... Because my sister is in the US and I'm here, so they can't travel so far at the same time. So, yeah. True, true. (laughs) 
I mean, I can't really imagine that you're being a mom now. Because like when I remember the last time we traveled was back in, I actually can't remember the, the year. When did we travel to New York? <laughs> yeah. See, I, I don't remember the year too. So maybe it's long, long time ago. But like, it, it felt like it was like, you know, a year ago. And you're now a mom. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I cannot believe it too. I cannot believe it too. So what, what's the hardest, <laughs> what was the hardest thing about being pregnant? Like, was it hard? Was it like just natural? <laughs> if if you were to ask 10 different pregnant women they will probably give you different answers but um the hardest thing for me was the pelvic pain i suffered from in my third trimester because see as you grow bigger your hips will expand and then mm. your body gets more and more ready like literally expand like your bone will expand Yes, it will shift because your your hip is small, but then as your tummy gets bigger, your baby's heavier, your your body will have to make shift, have to adapt to the new body you have. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> it's hard to imagine, but yes. Oh my god. Yeah, so um, Lucas is definitely not a small baby. <laughs> So he grew bigger and bigger each day. My my pelvic pain was so bad to a point that I could not sleep on the bed as it was too painful to roll out of the bed. Mm. So I actually spent most of my days sleeping on the sofa, sleeping in a sitting position. Um, no, I did not expect this at all because I never actually come across anyone who had this problem while they were pregnant. But actually, like, pelvic pain do affects, like, um, one in five pregnant women. Mm. But the pain obviously varies from one to another. So, yes, every woman will have a different experience during their pregnancy. So, it will be a different answer whenever you ask different women. Yeah. Would you encourage us being pregnant then? Well, not that I have a chance, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um... See, that was my pain, but I felt like it was so great being pregnant because it's, you just glow. <laughs> it's a mm. different kind of feeling. And then everybody treats you so nice. <laughs> You're the princess. Like, oh, you want to sit down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's actually good to be pregnant. <laughs> when did you start showing? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually really show until maybe... After the 20th week? But even after the 20th week, it was quite small as well. Because, mm. sure, I work in a pharmacy and a lot of my customers didn't know I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Until I told them I was going on my maternity leave and they're like, What? Are you pregnant? So I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe they think I was just gaining weight. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Michelle got fatter. <laughs> but yeah. Um... No, I wasn't really, really showing, which was quite surprising. But at the same time, it was scary for my for my wife because um, they measure your waist circumference every now and then whenever you go for your appointment just to make sure that your your stomach or your baby is growing properly. But um, once, I think, maybe my 28th week or so, they realized that my stomach is not really growing 
So they sent me for a scan just to make sure everything's okay. But yeah, everything's fine. It's just, yeah, my stomach's not showing properly. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was weird. But I mean, it's good in a way because I wasn't really, really heavy at mm -hmm. that time because yes, Lucas is growing, but my stomach was not really protruding too much. Mm. But I think it protruded a lot more in my third trimester. So yeah, that's why second trimester was very, very easy for me. Like it was so good. It was the best time mm. of the pregnancy, I would say, yeah. I always see like pregnant women with like their big belly and then they always say they have like back pain and then on top of that you have experienced your pelvic pain as well. So how did you deal with that, you know, with the extra weight and also with the pain? I was actually referred to a physiotherapist but because of COVID so consultation was only over the phone which is very mm. weird because she was telling me can you can you lie down on your bed right now and then lift lift your your leg, your left leg, 90 degrees up. And it was just so weird. Do they do, they do video <laughs> consultation or is it just telephone? Um, for me, it was just telephone. So she was just hmm. explaining what, what position I should get into using the phone. So it's just, yeah, just voice, hmm. not, not video. And then she sent me like, you know, photos after or videos after the consultation. And But I would say I was lucky because I wasn't really working much mm. in my third trimester. That's when my pelvic pain started coming and my back pain as well. Um, because because of COVID, um, all healthcare professionals who were pregnant should leave work after the 28th week. So basically at the start of your third trimester, oh no, you can't work because of COVID, you know, because just in case... Um, if you come across COVID, like it will harm your baby and all that. So they suggested that, you know, you should stop working on the 28th week. So it works out quite well for me. Um, but yeah, I wasn't doing much at home. I should be exercising, going on walks and all, but I couldn't be bothered because my back was so painful. My pelvic was so pain. It was so hard to walk even. So yeah, I don't know how people exercise in their pregnancy. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, because I always see people doing like yoga or swimming to during pregnancy to help with the pain. But like when you're in pain, how do you even exercise? I, I don't know. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> technically, technically, when can you get when, when can you start the maternity leave? And how long is the maternity leave? <laughs> That's the real question, right? <laughs> That's a very important question. You, you can actually start on the day you're gonna deliver the baby. <laughs> Oh, so it's really your choice to start when I mean when you want to start your maternity leave on mm -hmm. um, it's really really your choice because um, it really depends where you are as well because some countries you get three months of maternity leave mm -hmm. or like some less or more so some people will want to like try to push it back as far as they can oh, so that right. they will have a longer break yeah to mm. after the delivery yeah. so it's really your choice but it depends if you could work when you're like heavily pregnant right but i know sometimes employers will be telling the employees like no i don't think you should be working anymore so you should go on your maternity leave now or you know it 
but I really feel like it's really up to the mother mm-hmm. to choose when. So yeah, if you want a longer holiday after the delivery date, then you'll definitely want to push it back to the. But yeah, how 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 long can it be? Day. <laughs> What's the longest party um, leave that you can take? <laughs> so in in UK, mm-hmm. it's one year. <gasps> That's nice. Yeah, but then you will only be paid ninety percent of your salary for the first six weeks. Oh. Okay, and then after that, um, from the seventh week to the um. Thirty ninth week, mm-hmm. you get only hundred and fifty pounds per week. Hundred fifty pounds per then, week. Yeah, then the remaining um, weeks you don't get paid at all. So. Oh wow! So it's really your choice. You have a year, but then you can decide. Right, right. Come back after six weeks. Long break or not? Yeah. yeah. Come so, back after six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In so much pain. <laughs> Did you get like morning sickness or like um when you were working, and during your pregnancy? See, um, typically people experience morning sickness in their first trimester. Right. So it's the first three months. Uh, mine was not overly bad, but I remember um, I do feel nauseous every now and then in my first trimester. So whenever I'm in work, I have to just go to the break room and like munch on like plain crackers because it helps me, um, helps ease my nausea. nausea. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it wasn't that bad because I didn't actually vomit at all in the first trimester. All I felt was like nauseous every now and then, but yeah, it wasn't very bad compared to like you know other women's. Mm-hmm. So mm. other women, so yeah, it's not too bad for me. And did you have any cravings? Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, the struggle was real. <laughs> See, um, cravings. I, I was watching the Office US version a lot when I was pregnant, and then every time they have a celebration in the office, um, there'll be cakes, cupcakes. Um, but yeah, every time I see something like that, I will go like, oh, I want this, I want that. I see, I wanted anything I, I see on the show. <laughs> my my cravings are basically just um, sweets and desserts, so mm. things like ice cream, cakes, gummy bears. Yeah, the list goes on. But yeah, Jordan knows like, because every time I'm like, oh, I want this, I want that, and he's like, no, too much sugar is not good for the baby. But I'm like. But I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not just give me a little bit? But yeah, he made it so hard because he's like, no, no, you had enough sugar today. <laughs> yeah, is it different? Like the craving, is it? Do you think it's stronger than like just normal craving when you're like, oh, I'm craving for this? Like, is it different? I think it is, but every time I say this, Jordan thinks it's the same. <laughs> he's like, no, you're craving for sweets every time. When you're pregnant or when you're not, when you're not, <clears throat> but I just feel like it's it's actually stronger when you're pregnant, or maybe it's just your mentality because you're like, uh, I'm pregnant and I'm craving for this, so I need that, you know. So I don't really know, but I feel it's stronger. In my first trimester, I was craving for coleslaw. What? After that, 
Yeah, I was craving for coleslaw. But after that, whenever I smell anything that smells like coleslaw, it just makes me nauseous. I, I just didn't want it at all. <laughs> so it's not like cravings, but I guess it's the opposite because I was like, no, I don't want coleslaw. <laughs> so how did you guys come up with the name Lucas? If you ask my husband, Jordan, he would think I got it from One Tree Hill. Ah, but... <laughs> yes, Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> yes, oh, <laughs> yummy. yummy. But no, <laughs> when when we got married, I would throw random names mm. to Jordan. Whatever that comes up to my mind, I'll just throw it to him. But most time, he'll say, no, no, no. But he likes he likes Lucas a lot, so and I like the name Lucas a lot too. So in the end, we just ended up naming our little boy Lucas. And also, you don't really come across anyone whose name is Lucas in the UK because mm-hmm. it's not as common as like James, John, David, or like Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David as well. But um, yeah, I recently found out that there's another kid in my neighborhood <clears throat> whose name is Lucas. So, yep. Darn it. <laughs> what, what were the other names that you got, you were throwing at? Oh my goodness, a lot. Like Hunter, Jordan doesn't like. He likes Jason, but I was like, no, I don't want Jason. Um, Alexander, that's mm-hmm. another name he likes a lot. But I think it's too long. Because mm. I was like, I don't want a kid to be spending his time during exam writing his name when everybody's like done with the paper and he's still like struggling to write his name <laughs> so oh, like, freaking long you think too much you think too much <laughs> my goodness i gave him so many names i don't even remember now do you have a chinese name like, no, for him no yes so his chinese name is shen ming mm. but it's not in his um passport birth certificate oh, right. yeah so it's just what we'll be calling him mm. every now and then i think his his papa will call him and what about the surname is it your surname then for the chinese surname no so it's just like um the chinese name will be like his middle name if it makes sense mm-hmm. so there's no surname right right oh right so right. jordan's surname is alan unless you want to just change that to chinese <laughs> alan alan, alan. <laughs> Alan Ming. <laughs> if Lucas were a girl, did you guys have a name picked out for a girl as well? Yes. Zara. I love Zara. Zara. That's my yeah, favorite. It's nice. Yeah. Yes. If I have a twins, like both girls, it's going to be Zara and Sarah. I was going to say! <laughs> That's smart. No, it's not smart. <laughs> Whenever I I come across um, prescriptions with Zara or Sarah, mm-hmm. whenever I call out their name, I'm like, no, this is too similar. I cannot even tell <laughs> both names apart. <laughs> so yeah. it's really bad if the twins are called this. <laughs> I mean, they already look alike. They don't have to like have a similar sounding name too. <laughs> Everything has to be the same for twins. Clothes, name, <laughs> bags. Did you guys do any like birthing or baby classes when you were pregnant to prepare yourself for the birth of Lucas? Um, honestly, no. <laughs> See, I'm normally the type who would 
prepare myself because mm. I like to have things planned out and lay out properly. However, my husband, hmm, he he managed to somehow convince me that we do not need any training whatsoever. <laughs> He'll say like, ah, when the baby comes, we'll know what to do. So, so yeah, confident, I was calm as a clam. Yeah, so confident. <laughs> I did not even read any books about pregnancy or about babies or like motherhood. <laughs> oh so please do not do what I did. Why? Please, please, really? please. Why? At least because <laughs> it's really bad. Like mm. I wasn't prepared at all. Like I didn't know what to do. But yeah, just if you're pregnant next time, please, please just you know talk to somebody who is experienced with babies. But do you not talk Let to your sister? Not really, but she and her husband did like a few online courses. Right. Or they watch videos as well. But um yeah, my husband and I we took a different approach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would blame my husband Nasi cuz I I would prepare myself, but he was like, "Nah, nah, it's okay. We will know what to do when the baby comes." So Wow. Yeah, confident. But, Especially the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like um, I didn't know what to do. Well, how to burp a baby? How to change a baby's diaper? How to bath a newborn baby? Oh my god! So, I've looked after a few babies when I was younger, but you know it was just playing with a baby, not really looking after a baby. So, it was quite a challenge for me. Because mm. even when Lucas was in the hospital. He was, he just had like hiccups. And I was like, what is this? What is this? And I kept like hitting his back because <laughs> it didn't occur to me it was hiccups at that time. I thought he was just like, he was just choking or something. Mm-hmm. So I had to like bit his back every time. And then I was like, after a while, I realized, you know what, Michelle, it's just a hiccup. It'll just go away on its own. But you know, things like that, you're just not prepared and just so overwhelmed when the baby comes. So I just feel mm-hmm. like, at least, you know, speak to a friend that knows how to do all these things. Maybe that friend can even show you how to do it. You're our only friend who's a mom. So we'll ask you. Yeah, so you can always come to me and I'll use Lucas as a model. And I'll show you what to do when you're pregnant. <laughs> I think that's the best way to learn. <laughs> yeah, but you'll figure it out in the end, right? Like, in, at the end of the day, it's... Everybody has to go through it. Everybody has to be a first-time parent. And like it, even if you go for classes, there are still things that you don't know what to do. Especially like mm-hmm. yep. babies are so different. You know, like you hear yeah. people are like, "Oh my god, they're so mm-hmm. hard," and then they'll be like, "Oh my god, it's so easy." So it's just all very different. Like maybe yeah. classes will prepare you, but it can only prepare you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, books books and classes normally will not prepare you fully, mm. but it will maybe at least help because if you just know the basics, then mm-hmm. you can kind of guess what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how painful was giving birth? Like, how do you deal with it? If you if you haven't prepared yourself, like, have you prepared yourself for the pain or like? <laughs> <laughs> if you ask anybody in work. <laughs> I always tell them I don't want to push this baby out. No way. <laughs> I want to get pregnant, but I don't want to give birth. So. <laughs> but 
no, I didn't prepare myself at all for, you know, pushing the baby out. It's just, I wasn't prepared at all because I know I was happy that I was pregnant, but I was like, no way. This is, this baby is just going to stay in me. I'm not going to push it out. <laughs> but <laughs> let me tell you this. When the time comes, when the baby has to come out, you want the baby to come out. Mm. And also like the, when the baby is already in your stomach for like nine months and He's getting way too heavy. You're just like, no, no, I just want the baby out now. I don't care how much pain it's going to be. Just, just come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't prepared at all. But um, the birth was very, very painful. It's a pain I never experienced before. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, tattoo and everything, that's nothing, okay? <laughs> birth is so freaking painful <laughs> oh my god but um yeah i didn't really prepare much but over here in your in your second trimester when you go for your midwife appointment your midwife will then tell you to fill out your birth plan so yes you can write down what pain relief you want to use when you're in labor mm-hmm. so a good friend of mine encouraged and told me that I could give birth without any pain relief because her, her friend, one of her friends did that. And I was like, I went ahead and thought, yeah, I'll be all right with the gas or the tense machine. Mm-hmm. But girl, I was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the contractions, they were so, so, so damn painful. Like- so just in case any of you were wondering, see, when your body is ready to push the baby out, you'll have this really, really strong and frequent contractions. Mm-hmm. So just imagine like period pain, but like maybe a hundred times worse <laughs> and it comes on and off, on and off, okay? So that's the contractions. Um, so I had the gas at first. They gave me the gas, but I feel like it was just making me drowsy. I could still feel all, all sorts of pain still. Mm. But as the time goes by, my screaming gets louder and louder. And then they offered me the TANS machine. So mm. a TANS machine, T-N-S machine is, um, this is a transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation machine. Mm-hmm. So what it, how it actually works is it shoots current into the electrodes that are taped on your body Mm -hmm. okay then it stimulates your body to produce um androphin which is like a natural painkiller okay Mm -hmm. but let me tell you this it does no shit Mm. i had it to the maximum and it felt like someone was just pinching me gently oh my god (laughs) 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 yeah so i was in so much pain and I was clearly showing it. So mm. they offered offered me a epidural, even though the epidural was not in my birth plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they asked me, do you want the epidural because you're in so much pain? I was like, yes, just give me anything. Just give me anything. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but then it was a little too late because like, um, Lucas was already trying to get out, so they couldn't give me the epidural then. So I had to do it without oh any pain. God. How long did that last? <laughs> um, 
luckily not too long because it was only five hours. Only five, five hours, hours of pain? Uh, okay, don't complain because some some women will go through 24 hours of pain, Shit. like labor oh for 24 God. hours. Mine was just five hours. So in a way, it's not too bad. <laughs> So I'm not complaining. <laughs> oh my god! But like, is it... I don't want to tell you guys anything anymore because now you don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, is the whole five hours? So when did you actually start feeling the pain? Then, like, when is it that you can call yourself officially that you're in labor? Like, was it is it when the contractions start or when your water break or what? Um, that's a good question, but. I think when your contractions are like very frequent, because sometimes mm, when your contraction happens, it does not necessarily mean that you're going to give birth because sometimes you get false contractions. Mm. So they normally get you to time your contractions mm. or they'll time it. But because of COVID, we all had to stay at home. And then when we're ready to give birth, then only they'll ask us to come in. Mm. But um, yeah, so they'll ask you to time your contractions to see um, how frequent it is. If it's not frequent enough, they're like, no, stay at home because it's not ready. You're not ready yet. But the problem is I did not have any sign. So the only sign I had was contractions because my water mm. didn't break. Mm. So here's the thing, like if your water breaks, um, if the fluid that comes out is just like clear so it's clear and it's not smelly no fault like nasty odor it's mm -hmm. probably just just normal water breakage okay so you can just take your time take your shower go to the hospital okay but what happens if your the fluid that comes out is like smelly mm -hmm. and it's like yellowish green then you have to rush straight to the hospital mm-hmm because um it's it means your baby poop mm. in the um, fluid so mm -hmm. it's it's riskier so they have to remove the baby out like take the baby out um, as soon as possible because if not the baby will have infection mm. yeah that's just a tip mm. yeah so don't don't take your time when that happens <laughs> so do you always have like yeah, a cause... bag that you, you you get ready like you so that you you can go to hospital in time yeah, so just try and get the bag ready a few weeks before your due date. Mm. I'll say even a month or two will be the best. Just just get it ready just in case. What what do you need to prepare? What do you need to pack? Yeah. Definitely clothes for yourself, for your baby. But make sure the clothes that you are packing for yourself is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you don't need all those like outfits. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Hospital outfit. <laughs> Leather skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no leather skirt. <laughs> Unless your hospital is in Milan, then. <laughs> Guys, you laugh, but come on. <laughs> oh, you don't know what you're going to be packing. Like, um, you're going to be like, um, I need um, leaving the hospital outfit. I need, um, <laughs> after having the baby outfit. <laughs> I need my over-the-knee boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but um, always pack something comfortable, okay? Because mm -hmm. 
you don't really have the time to like dress properly so honestly like sweatpants and like t-shirt mm-hmm. or like hoodie will be the best thing to pack mm-hmm. okay um then you know what i i brought makeup bag as well but i didn't <laughs> even use it because <laughs> you know what you you gotta touch up before like they take the photo the first photo of you carrying your baby oh yeah but true. honestly no i cannot be bothered at all because i was in so much pain i was like i don't care anymore how i look <laughs> but yeah um you don't even have the time to like dress yourself up or like wash up properly when you're in the hospital with the baby because mm. if the baby is sleeping he'll wake up very very soon and i feel like time just goes so fast you're like trying to eat you're trying to brush your teeth you're trying to, to go to the shower but you can't even do that you even trying to pee is so hard because the baby just wakes up every now and then mm. you wouldn't know like if you're lucky you get a baby that sleeps for like two three hours straight but but um yeah during the daytime for me it was quite hard because it was quite noisy so Lucas was constantly waking up every few minutes or so. Mm. So yeah, it seems like I was just there with him for 24-7. Not, mm. not even, I couldn't really wash up as well because even trying to go to pee was so hard for me. Pack things that are very easy to get into and like pack things that are comfortable, not like jeans or what just just pack dressing gowns and all that as well can you pack like Pajamas? snacks yeah, and like that. ipad to watch shows if you have the time <laughs> no you don't have to <laughs> oh no <laughs> um the thing is um you will want to update your friends and families as well because mm-hmm. everybody's excited because they haven't seen this baby for so long mm-hmm. like the baby has been in your stomach for nine months everybody just want to know how the baby looks like mm-hmm. and you know so uh, it is very busy mm. like when you have the free time you're just like oh Constantly yes replying. Um, yeah i had the baby yesterday or i had the baby this morning then you're constantly replying and nah mm. there there wasn't even time for me to like listen to music or even read a book <laughs> So you were in labor for five hours, right? And you were not able to get epidural. So just in case, like for future references, if you want to get epidural, how soon do you have to ask for it? Oh no, um, you can you can get it, but it's just because I was already, I knew my body was ready to push the baby out. Mm. I mean, Lucas was really trying to come out already. Mm. Um, it was too late. But if you're in labor mm. and you feel like you're not wanting to push the baby out yet, then mm. they can just give the epidural to you. So so it should be okay. When you're in a hospital, um, you want the epidural, they just give it to you. Does it actually like eliminate all the pain or? I don't think so. I think it numbs the pain, but I think you can still feel the pain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I think it's not as bad as, you know, not taking anything at all. So at least it's something, it's a help, but... I guess it's really your choice because I don't like injections. Mm. So so maybe it's a good thing that I didn't get the epidural as well. <laughs> but because I was in so much pain, maybe I wouldn't even feel anything mm. when they were injecting the epidural. So did the first contraction that you ever felt, was it like as painful or did it just get gradually more and more painful? 
it got more and more painful. So it's because it's constant, it's like at the start when you have contractions, it will be less frequent. So you have time to breathe. Mm. But as the time goes on, like um your contractions keeps coming every few like minutes, every few seconds. And you're just like you can't even catch your breath because you're like, oh, okay, another one's here. So it's like somebody's like punching your stomach, but it's it's a lot worse. It's a lot worse. I've never been punched before, but I think it's a lot worse. <laughs> oh my god. It's like you have no time to like be okay. You have no time to relax because you're like, okay, the pain is here again. <laughs> Shit. So if, if you were to be pregnant again, would you like, would you ask for more pain relief medication? What would you do differently? Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I want epidural, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I've already done it without epidural. So, so you can do it again. again. True, yeah. fair enough. But at the same time, like, what if I regret after? <laughs> yeah. You say that now, but then when it comes to it, you're like, just give it. <laughs> yeah. Michelle, why were you so stupid? Just take it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really hard to say, but if you ask me now, I would say 50-50. Mm. So I might take it, I might not. So I will see when the time comes. <laughs> and then how do you know that like it's the time to push or whatever? You would just feel like, Something is trying to come out down there. <laughs> is it like the same as like when you're trying to poop? Um, yes, it's like that, but in a different hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, um, so when you have contractions, when you have those like period cramps, mm. right? That's when you push. So it's not like the movies where you are like, constantly pushing. Mm. It's just whenever you have the contraction, you push. And then when the contractions go away, you you relax. So mm. you rest. Mm. And then when the contractions come again, then you push. So it's like a on and off process. It's not continuously. You're not continuously pushing. Mm. If that makes sense yeah. to you at all. Yeah. 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 I don't think I can be pregnant after listening to no. this. <laughs> well, me neither. I can't even get through period pain, let alone. <laughs> but... It's worth it. After, yeah. When you see the baby, it's like, oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Some people would say um, the first one will be the toughest. Mm. So you'll feel the most pain in the first one. Then the second one will be easier. Mm. But then some mothers say like every delivery is different. Um, mm. So it really depends. Not just... It doesn't necessarily mean that the first one will bring you more pain because I met another mother who said the fourth one was the most painful one she ever experienced. So yeah, it really depends, I guess. So what did you wish that you knew before you get pregnant or before you give birth? Like if you were to tell like girls who are planning to get pregnant? I don't know because I wouldn't change anything because I think it was not... um, a traumatic experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, the birth was painful, but I mean, it's just the pain on that day, and it's fine afterwards. Like everybody will have to suffer, <laughs> to like every time 
um, I mean, rainbow only appears after a rainy day, so mm-hmm. you have to suffer a bit to mm. enjoy um, something after. So I don't think I would change anything, but mm-hmm. I would say I would be more prepared if mm. I were to mm-hmm. be pregnant again. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that I know, I experience like, what is it like to be a mom? If I'm in a in a position where I'm a first mom again, then I would say I would prepare myself more. Like I would, you know, try and change like a doll's nappy or something, mm-hmm. just so I know what to what I'm going to see in future. Like when when Lucas arrives, I will know what to do and I won't be panicking over the the smallest. Issue so mm-hmm. yeah I would say I will be more prepared if I'm a first time mom again, just to know like the basics are basically yeah just to know the basics yeah. Can I just say something? Yes, sure. I have something to add. See, um, if I were to be pregnant again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be moving house. <laughs> <laughs> you are a brave woman who. <laughs> Yeah. No, right. the the advice is don't be a hero <laughs> by moving to a new house right after the arrival of the baby. I was naive and stupid. <laughs> you believe you can do everything, oh, yeah. and you did it. You did it. Yeah, that's true. You did it. Yeah, try try to unpack and get things organized with only at least three hours of sleep every night. <laughs> so. No, don't do that. It's so stupid. <laughs> I guess that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Michelle, for all the information and the story time. Thoroughly enjoy that. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Two Pills in a Pod, and um, you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate and review us, and we'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye.